Hey, Josh. I just have one question for you. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? <laughs> I mean, it's Dark Souls. Everyone gets mad at Dark Souls, right? It's only game. Why you have to be mad? You, I mean, that's that's part of that's baked into it. It's dark. Oh. You're getting your soul kicked in by the dark. It takes your I don't know. soul to dark places. Bonfires. Uh, <laughs> Light the bonfires. Yeah. There you go. When you're playing those Dark Souls games, which it's it's pretty cool. I was thinking about that the other day. I've played through all three of the Dark Souls games and Bloodborne. It's pretty sweet. I still have uh, Demon Souls and Sekiro to get around to, but uh, only one of which I actually own. But we'll see. Down the road, as time goes by, we'll see what happens. But today, we're talking about the Screens of Rage. Don't you rage quit on me, bro. Don't you do that. We're talking about anger. We're talking about madness. Well, not madness. That's that's a little different. We're just talking about being mad. We're talking about rage quitting. Throwing your controller across the room. Destroying your TV. Well, you have to with be or without. It's, it's, it's just a game. It's only a game. It's only a game. <laughs> Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> Uh, I love it. Uh, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> that clip is... Mm. It's it's great. Also, you know, you can't see the clip, but if you have seen the clip, it's by a hockey player, which makes it even funnier because, like, aren't they known for, you know, throwing their sticks down and just, like, throwing blows at each other? Isn't that kind of a thing I mean, in hockey? In hockey, there is the, the role known as goon. It's the guy mm. who starts fights and... Skip school, starts fights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, he, he might not even okay. be a very good player, but he just fights a lot. <laughs> He's just into it. Fight. <laughs> he, nice. He's just like, Why do you have to be mad? I'm going to fight you on skates <laughs> in Russia. Why do you have to be mad? <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, we're going to be yes. talking about anger. You know, it's funny because you and I talked in the bro hang for a bit, and this was not the intent. Uh, the intent was mm-hmm. sort of like talking about some other things and, there was actually an, an, an incident tonight where I got angry. Uh, I was watching my wife play Fall Guys, and mm. I just uh, I was like, get good, scrub. And <laughs> I, was, I was not kind. And I, I kind of was a butthead. But that's neither here nor there mm. for now. Mm. I was a butthead. Uh, it, it happens. It's only a game. It's only a game. I, I don't know why I, I got mad. <laughs> um, uh, but... You know, I definitely wanted we wanted to talk about like the rage quitting and and some of that that culture. But and our buddy Paul over the retro station was talking about uh, his last episode was on like hope in science fiction and and stuff and mm-hmm. and and I think that that really resonated with me. Um, mm-hmm. We've got this this new console generation stuff sort of coming through, and in some ways, I think the fandoms have been very, very cool. And then there are other ways where I'm just like, uh, Oh, why are you the way that you are? <laughs> and it, it's uh, Toby. And yeah, yeah. I wish they weren't such Toby's, um, <laughs> but it's been an interesting sort of thing. And I think there's some identity issues there that we, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. should be addressed, could be addressed, you know, I think too, and and I apologize for anybody that that hears my air conditioning running in the background, but 
I also don't care because it was very hot today and I sweat a lot. So, <laughs> but yeah, I just thought like it, just looking at the general like not not just in gaming but including gaming, just there, there's a lot of like anger just in our sort of like world today. And I thought it might not be a bad thing to take a few minutes and have some of that stuff out, especially in the context of gaming. Definitely, definitely. And I think uh, the clip that we just played kind of, it's a nice little gut check too, is like, okay, this is, this is one realm of entertainment, of video games. Like this is just a microcosm, right? There's, there's no real reason to be upset about video games. Uh, but it bleeds over into the way that we treat other people, the way that we see the world. So that's the conversation that we are looking to have today. Before we jump into the main conversation that we have, Nate, I haven't talked to you in two weeks, buddy. It's, How you doing? It's been a whole fortnight. Fortnight. That's true. And, and yeah. not the game. but just No. It four is... score and seven nights ago. Four, no, fortnights ago? Fortnight. Yes. Um, if, if you didn't know that before the video game became popular, it literally just means two weeks. Yeah. Four, 14 nights. We are a bi-weekly podcast. Yep. Well, yep. no, we, we we have weekly stuff in the feed. Weekly content. Weekly content. Mm-hmm. All your content needs. Ooh. <laughs> I, I, I don't Should be content with all the content we're putting out. Oh, but I don't know what I'm saying anymore. Sorry. Oh, just me. I am, as my co-host likes to say, fueled by whiskey sours right now. Yeah. That's a thing. Yeah, but I... But no, seriously, <laughs> how are you doing, Dave? Uh, okay. Uh, y- you know, it's mm-hmm. it's sort of like, just like, <laughs> I, I made a joke with somebody where like, I said, uh, you know what, I just, if, if somebody comes up to me and says like, I'm doing pretty good, I'm going to look at them and be like, you're a liar. Liar! <laughs> like, you know, I don't believe you. I'm going to look at that person with like deep, um, deep-seated like mistrust. N- but mm. I, I think all circumstances considered and just with just the world being the world right now, mm-hmm. it is kind of mm-hmm. like just one of those issues where I'm kind of like, eh, yeah, like uh, it's, it's okay. Like works. We, we got a new postmaster general a little while ago and uh, okay. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I'm I'm just going to refrain from comment other than to say like I'm not it it will be interesting to sort of see how the next few months play out too. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. at, at least. So there's that. Uh I've, I you know, to be honest, I I have been pretty like discouraged but just like okay. Twitter and social media in general. And a lot of it, again, sort of like Fair I referenced enough. it. Uh, some of it is like COVID stuff and like masking versus, you know, don't wear masks or whatever. I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like uh, just the, the breakdown. And it, and it's not to say that these things weren't there before, but I think in a lot of ways it is very difficult because I think COVID has exacer- exacerbated sort of like mm-hmm. the American people's inability to dialogue with people of differing opinions or positions. Um, and and it's like, and, and, and even sort of looking at our very specific, like sort of video game context and reference, I think like, it's very much evident there. And it's just like, yeah, you know, so that uh, it's been, it's been like, I'm fine. I'm good. And like, you know, 
you and I sort of in the bro hang, we were talking about it. And I said, like, listen, even if like the world just goes to like, you know, heck in a handbasket, like mm-hmm. the the truth is like, you know, the Lord is will, will care for us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the Lord will provide and protect us. And it, it may not be easy. It may not be comfortable, but, you know, he, he will care for his people. And to sort of reference Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in response uh, to like, you know, we're going to throw you in fire furnace. And they said, God, God, God can save us. God will protect us. And he, even if he doesn't, he's still good. He's still God. He's, and you know, I'm, I'm still going to trust him. So th- there's that. You just have to like, as believers, we have to come back to like those, those truths and those, those, those things often. And, but yeah, I mean, like, you, you know, yeah. all things considered, uh, I'm good. I'm, I'm, we're sort of like all is calm on the Eastern front. Yeah. Nice. For the yeah, most that's, part. That's good. That's good to hear. You know, that's, that can be better than some. No, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to hear it even if things are crazy right now. And and part of me not to not to drag on this point too much. Part of me does wonder like how much of that um as you were saying just kind of railing on other people. How much of that is actually performative in the sense of like we live in this in a social media obsessed culture, at least what it seems mm-hmm. like to me, where you have a thought and you broadcast it and you assume that people are listening to you. But would you really talk that way to someone else? Like, would you really have a conversation that that was like, are you really that um, uh, arrogant might not be the right word, but but bold faced in person? Or is that really just is that just kind of well, just throwing thoughts into the ether to, to perform in front of people? I don't know. No, I mean, that's part of it. There, there is some of that, like, you know, some of the social media and like they we use the term virtue signaling and everything else. Some mm-hmm. of it, I think like it is very performative. And it's like, I need to let everybody know how I'm superior to this other person who I disagree with. Yeah. And, and I'm just yeah. kind of like, and, and you know, again, we were talking about this in the prohang, but it's like, it's just a total lack of maturity to sort of like yeah. play that card. And to, and it's just like, I want to look at these people who are like constantly dunking on everybody else or, you know, people they disagree with, you know, and I'm just like, you're a child because only, mm-hmm. only a child would sort of react this way. Like, no, it's, I'm right. I'm right. I'm right. Like, like the the person who's like just sort of like going about their business and like taking care, like you know, you know, doing a little bit of that TCB, taking care of business and like minding their own. They're not going to be Every looking. Every day they're gonna they're, they're not going to be like, yo, look at how good I mind my own business because they're too busy minding their own business. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't I don't know. Like, like come on, clown. Let me give you that grease paint. <laughs> <laughs> right yes and now memes are just showing up in my head i like it i like it i'm just, I'm just thinking memes just painting painting my my face in that that lovely white grease paint give me the add, the add the nose give, give me the nose and the curly Big rainbow shoes. fro how are you doing man i'm i'm doing good i'm pretty good how's the household you know you pretty good lie <laughs> you lie <laughs> No, it it is good. It's it's funny just settling back into whatever a new normal for this for this period of time is going to be uh just with a young a third child in the household, um a newborn and so honestly at, so I went back to work last week. This is my second week back. Um I was more nervous for my wife than I was for myself because it's like, oh, now she has 
a newborn, a two-week-old, as well as our other two rascals, a three-year-old and a four-year-old at the home. At you the house just used the word day. rascal unironically, and I oh, appreciate they are, that. They are. I appreciate they are, that I'm, deeply. I'm an old soul, Mr. McKeever. Um, I feel or you. Or so I've been told. <laughs> I feel you. Um, but yeah, so I mean, they're, you know, they're just, they're three and four. They're always just getting into stuff yeah. and, and doing crazy stuff. They need, they need that guidance that comes from a mother and a father. And, uh, so it, you know, it just, I was a little nervous going back to work, but it seems to be working pretty well. Uh, the first day, and I don't think, I don't think she would be embarrassed to, if I told you this, but, uh, the first day back at work, uh, when I got home in the evening, uh, my wife was like, yeah, the TV was on pretty much all day. You know, it was, it was, it was there. It's not that my kids, uh, they're not zombies in front of the TV. Um, but I mean, generally it it catches their attention. So it's basically like a buffer before like having to find some other way to entertain them, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. So like having the TV on all day just means that like, if they get too cranky, they can watch something as opposed to, you know getting into cabinets or fighting with each other or stuff like that. So I just thought that was kind of funny. Um, that was a way for my wife to kind of cope with this new normal or whatever it is. I don't know. So, uh, but no, it's good. Um, things are, are moving forward. We're actually doing a, um, an outdoor service here at our church, Very uh, cool. in the next week. Yes. Yeah. Cause we we had scheduled to open a few times at this point and pushed it back because numbers have spiked, COVID numbers have spiked. So uh, anyways, long story short, I'm really excited for that. I'm actually, because my coworkers are awesome, they found uh, people to kind of do my job for the first week back, uh, or at least the first Sunday back. And so I'm actually going to be attending that service with my family as opposed to actually doing something and running something. Yeah. Um, which doesn't generally happen. So I'm super excited for that, actually. That'll be pretty um, But cool. yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's good. It's what I say new normal, but things change like every week, every but that weeks, that so. is the new normal. It's all, the new normal right. is that nothing is like- Flexibility. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> Stay oh. flexible. I mean, the, I like the, it, so. you, you gotta, you gotta- No, that's that's good. <laughs> um, You know what? Uh, I, I just was thinking about this when you mentioned that you guys are having an outdoor service- uh, mm-hmm. Jono Spark from the Discord mentioned in one yes. of the channels that his church actually had their first service a little bit ago, and I'm like, mm-hmm. very very cool. Like I, I'm I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. Well, let's let's bang through our backlog report. Let's Without do it. Further ado. All right. Um, let's see. <laughs> I've got. Uh, Um, so a couple things that I've been into, I talked last time about how, um, I've just been itching to play some puzzle games, which is weird. Uh, started playing Yu-Gi-Oh last time and, and there's a lot, uh, I have fallen deep down that rabbit hole, which you guys will hear a bit more on that. Well, yeah, it's, it actually has not been playing the game because the game that I own actually goes through the story. And so I wanted to read the manga before I progressed in the story. So I've gotten into the manga and that's anyways. Yeah. Oh my, oh um, my Joshua. It's 
I will say I was the the thing that has taken me back is is or taken me aback I guess is the right word is how much this show was edited for American TV because yes it is a shonen manga but it does also have some like it was originally conceived to be a horror manga and so it has oh, some very really? dark elements that were yeah that's that's where the the original uh where he wanted to take it. It really wasn't even about the cards um, for quite a while, for about like 50 chapters. Um, but then the cards started catching on and that's where they took it. Cause that's the feedback they were getting was like, we want to know more about these cards. And so then he went full. I don't know. It was all cards all the time. So anyways, that's Yu-Gi-Oh. But uh, in terms of puzzle games, like I said, playing a little bit of Yu-Gi-Oh, I also got in, I mentioned buying this last time, uh, Tetris Effect for PlayStation 4. And man, that is quite a good game. Um, it's very good. I fell down that rabbit hole hard. Uh, so there's a few different holes I've just fallen into. This you just, these, you probably ought to stop falling in holes. over all the holes. Look at, yeah. look at where you're putting your feet. I'm just. That's, that's a good, that's a good idea. And, and see if I can fit my little block into those holes. Yeah, take those blocks so and fill the holes. Yes, so that you don't fall the lines will be cleared. I'll get the points. And that's how you play Tetris. Uh, no, so Tetris Effect is in, I think it is encapsulated so well. The fact that it is, if the guy who did, who made Luminous made a Tetris game, that's what Tetris Effect would be. And in fact, that is exactly what Tetris Effect mm-hmm. is. It is the guy who made Luminous making a Tetris game. And so it is, it is so cool. Um, the way that it feels. So it is all about game feel, um, but there's some really cool technical stuff that goes on underneath the hood of having everything that you do, like moving your block and and shifting your block around makes different sounds that play into the background music. And the background music changes tempo and um, slows down and, and picks up and adds more elements as things get faster. And so it almost kind of telegraphs what's about to happen in the game as you play. Um, so it, it makes you feel more in tune with the game of Tetris that's going on. So it is, it is a really good experience um, and a really fun Tetris game. The last level is infuriating. Um, but that's it. There's a, a mode, a, it's called journey mode. That's basically like the, not story mode, but you know, the one player career mode of Tetris in this game. It's only about three or four hours long, but I would say it took me as long to get up to the last level as it did to actually beat the last level mm-hmm. to the point where I was playing the last level so much over the weekend that my wife was like, does this game only have one song? Like, can you play any other songs behind this? And I'm like, I just need to beat this level. There's different songs on every level, but I'm just on the last level and I can't beat it. I did end up beating it and it felt great. It felt great. Did you play it on normal or easy or what difficulty? Yeah, normal. Yeah. No, just normal. Just normal. I never bumped up. I don't know what it would be like if I bumped up the difficulty. Although it might be fun now that I've actually beaten it on normal. To like go back and... Yeah, to like try. And we talked about this earlier, but yeah, I, I'm kind of like, yeah, I might drag out the, the VR and mm. play some mm. Tetris Effect. Yes. It's it's a good one. It's a good one for sure. 
In addition to that, I've been playing Dragon Quest V because it was on my backlog draft, and so mm-hmm. it's the last one of my drafted games. And, oh man, this game, um, it hits you like a ton of bricks. There's some emotional stuff that comes into play. I was talking in the Discord about how it uses the its JRPG elements to do some things um, that are just that are really cool, and this was an old like Super Famicom game, right? A Super Nintendo game. So I think it's really cool to think about it in the context of that, and the way that they were using the medium to tell a story is really cool. I'm only like 12 hours in, so I'm still pretty early into the game, um, but it 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 does some it does some cool things. So I'm really digging Dragon Quest V. Uh, that's that's primarily what I've been playing recently. Hmm. Uh, in terms of reading, I've been reading more of the distinctives of Baptist Covenant theology. I'm about halfway done with that. I dug into that some more uh, this afternoon and got about halfway in. And then, like I said, I've been reading a lot of Yu-Gi-Oh manga um, to the point where I have the Shonen Jump subscription. So in the past, I don't know, three, four weeks, I've gotten through all of the seven volumes of the original Yu-Gi-Oh, the 24 volumes of the uh, the card game of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I just started the like final arc, which I think is another like seven volumes or something like that. So it's a stupid amount of, of Yu-Gi-Oh! And I'm really enjoying it. I know that it's not great, but I'm enjoying it. It's fun. It's it's cool to see. And I'll talk about this when I finally get around doing a, a bite-sized episode on it. But yeah, so I'm I'm just into Yu-Gi-Oh right now. It's fun. I wouldn't tell anyone on the street that. But if you ask, I'm I might go into it. So anyways, what have you what do you have to report on, sir? Um let's see. Uh Diablo. <laughs> Ah. Uh, I'm I'm sort of closing the gap on the Diablo three seasonal content. I have okay. two challenges, I guess, to to sort of finish before I finish that out. And it's uh, it's I mean, it's Diablo three, like it's it's Diablo. Stay a while and listen. Um, <laughs> I just I like the game. And it's sort of it's just been a very popcorn experience, and it's it's good. I mm-hmm. am starting to sort of like hit like a bit of a, a fatigue with it, so okay. I'm looking forward to being done. Uh, there's a part of me that kind of just wants to fire up, like after I'm done with the seasonal stuff, just fire up my like one of my regular characters and do some like inventory cleaning and just like maybe just delete a bunch of characters kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, why am I sitting on this thing? Anyways, uh, that's neither here nor there. Uh, But yeah, so Diablo 3. I did uh, fire up and played a few rounds of Fall Guys with a friend of the show, Micah. Uh, Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Micah Gear Solid. (laughs) That game is really kind of fun. Uh, Megan's played a few rounds. She seems to enjoy it, kind of. You know, but it is, it's a physics based party game. And so there are some like, there's some wackiness and hijinks ensue. Um, and it's, mm-hmm. it is like kind of goofy because like so, there are so many of these situations where like the, the little weird physics jelly people like run into each other and it just turns into like, like a rugby scrum. Uh, and it's, <laughs> it's kind of like, uh, it's, it's kind of fun. It's definitely worth checking out. Uh, if you have PS Plus. I recommend it. Uh, it's it's a good time. It's it's something you can sit down and play like a few rounds of, and and just whatever. A uh, little bit of Anthem, 
you know, nothing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sort of sometime here in the week that like, you know, we're recording, uh, Parker and I are going to hop on and, and sort of work on sort of cleaning out some more of the story. So progress has sort of halted on Octopath, like just for what, it, <laughs> like I just needed to step away from that, you know, dungeon crawl boss scenario thing. Like I just, and I don't know, like there's a part of me, it's like, do I, I don't really want to grind for, for more gear or like go hunting for some of the, the other gear and stuff. And it's like, I just, mm-hmm. So I need to sort of think about my setup and then just beat the stinking game. Just be done with it. Like, <laughs> um, so there's that, you know, and, and you and I were, but I am, I'm just, I'm sort of a little burnout. Just, I think I've been uh, maybe playing a little bit too much and I need to sort of like mm. adjust, sort of do some course correction there and, and sort of like fix some other stuff. As far as reading, I have been going through that Bearded Gospel Men book, which is yeah, which is interesting. So it's like it's a devotional. It's set up with like there's a daily reading and a meditation, there's a scripture and and there's a couple questions that it asks at the end of of these these readings. And and not that this makes too much of it. I mean, it makes a difference, but like, I think at least one of the guys who wrote it is an Anglican. And so they have a very okay. different sort of like perspective on church and, and, and things like that. But, uh, mm-hmm. and they're Canadian. So, you know, uh, mm. they have Twice some removed. Um, no, Can but Anglican. it's, they're, they're Canadian. They're what? Can Anglican. Can Anglican. Ooh. Um, but there, uh, it's, it's just been in- interesting and some of it's very good. There are other parts where I'm going, Moo, wow, I think you're kind of missing the point, but, and you know, maybe okay. I'm missing the point, but it's, it's one of those things where I'm enjoying, I'm enjoying it. And it, I, and I really do think it is good to sort of like push against. Yeah. As far as reading, that's been good. That's per- I have been listening to a book called a a peculiar peril and it's actually written by the same guy uh who wrote so that movie annihilation that came out with natalie portman yeah he Mm -hmm. wrote the books that that movie is based on okay yeah it is a trilogy trilogy called the area x books and so I just I was like, oh, this looks kind of interesting, and I'm listening to it. And I'm like, it's very like nonsensical and kind of weird in different parts, and but it's also kind of fun. Okay, it it's advertised as a young adult sort of like teen fiction, and I'm not sure that that's quite. <laughs> I, I'm like just listening to it. And some of the stuff I'm like, well, um, I mean, it it is in the sense that it is sort of like. It's about a a 16-year-old kid who goes on an adventure in a magical land. But it's also like there's some stuff that's a little more adult than – it's not like profane or anything like that. But there's just some stuff where I'm like, oh, no, I don't – I might let a 16-year-old read this book. Maybe. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been pretty interesting I as as far as like journaling, lifting, all that stuff, it's it's just been a real struggle for me to sort of get back into some of those rhythms. Uh, so, and that's that's part of what I'm talking about, just like take, you know, taking a bit of a reset and sort of like you know reestablishing some of that. I, I think like when COVID hit, it just really threw a wrench in a bunch of stuff. But that's that's enough. Like we're an hour in already, 
are just about. <laughs> and uh, wow, we haven't even got started on the topic. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> All right. Well, before we go ahead and talk about uh, anger in video games, we have a word from our not sponsors, a word from our friends. Yeah. So let's take a moment and listen to <clears throat> Excuse me, may I have a moment of your time to talk about the wonder and beauty of tokusatsu? See, tokusatsu is a Japanese word for special effects and usually refers to the super fun TV shows you watched as a kid with those heroes wearing spandex and those giant rubber monsters with cool explosions and awesome transformations. <sighs> so cool. I happen to be a big fan of it and run a podcast about the entire genre. So if you could just, like, I don't know, subscribe and, and take a listen to my episodes, I'd greatly appreciate it. It's called The Henshin Dad Podcast, and it's it's kind of awesome. <laughs> or at least my, my mom thinks so, but she still hasn't reviewed it on iTunes yet. No. But anyway, thanks for your time. Just just check it out, The Henshin Dad Podcast. It's on Anchor, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Um, okay, okay, bye! That that word was awesome. Which one? Oh, yeah, oh, the, yes, that was fantastic. I loved it. It was hilarious. I loved it, and it, you should totally listen to that podcast. It moved me deeply and made me cry. In the cockles of my soul, they were warmed. Like mm-hmm. it warmed. It. it warmed the icy lump of. Mm-hmm. I don't know. <laughs> but it has been warmed. It, it's been uh, warmed, so much- and it's grown five sizes <laughs> exactly because before it grew uh i was being a grinch and i was just angry at everyone and everything and every video game and right? i was just gonna so say i was sort of like i just had a congenital heart defect uh, oh that could be it too. I, I, that's a bad <laughs> joke i'm sorry <laughs> bad bad bit nate <laughs> Poorly, poorly done. Uh, poorly done, Nate. But after after destroying my my attempt, my horrible attempt at a segue, uh, we are going to be talking about anger and video gaming. So the first part, I mean, you guys know what video gaming is, right? So what is, I know this sounds would you really Would you stupid. say that you were enraged by my mm. attempts to sabotage your segue? I was seeing red, you know? I was just, Whoa. I was done. I'm I'm ready to just throw in the towel. I think we're done. He just punched his computer, everybody. <laughs> um so I think I think actually the best place to start is with a good definition. Um and I know that sounds so academic and so stupid, but I think if we ha- we have to lay the the groundwork in order to to really kind of go a little bit deeper into mm-hmm. the way these things play off of each other. And the reason I say that is simply because when I finally like sat down and had it explained to me, it has been a bit of a paradigm shift to me. So what is anger? Okay, that's that's the first thing that I'm going to ask. And um um, we've talked about it that, well in years past when we read the book, um, the book "Good and Angry" by I think it's David Pallison. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes, um, that was the one that kind of really made me think through, like, oh, okay, it really kind of opened up this idea of what anger is and how I struggle with it um, because I'm not an outwardly angry person per se. Um, you don't see me get enraged very often but there are other ways i exhibit my anger 
um, that uh, a lot of the time is internalized or it just vents its way in frustration or moping or complaining or things like that. So uh, I wanted to ask what is anger? How, how would you, Mr. McKeever, how would you define anger? Well, I, and I'm going to paraphrase Paulson's definition, but it is that mm-hmm. whole bodied response to something wrong. Uh, whether it's mm-hmm. a sin against yes. you or a just a general sort of like uh, sinful sort of situation, um, mm-hmm. it is basically it is all of the individual responding to the wrongness of of a circumstance. There you go. From that definition, we can understand like sometimes it can be good and sometimes it can be bad. I think mm-hmm. in 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 a way. Anger in and of itself, right? The 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 anger response and sort of when, especially when it is just used as that identifier and say this thing is wrong and it demand it deserves and demands a a response or a reaction. That is is good. I would say mm-hmm. that is morally positive. Yeah, as believers, like there's we're all familiar with it, but you know. Do not sin in your anger or mm-hmm. be angry and do not sin. And that's the tricky part because what happens is a lot of times you go from that initial sort of identification that like there's a problem here. There's there's some sin, whether it's against me, against someone else or whatever. There's some sin that's being sort of perpetrated or is, is sort of happened and we need to respond to that. Now, it's that response is the tricky bit. Because you can overreact, you can underreact, and that—that's the hard. That is the hard part. Yeah. Because I think there there are some people who sin by not being angry, like, yeah. and you can sin by you know it's easy to be like you know the dude like it's easy to look at guys like me who 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 have wrestled with anger, and be like, well, they're exploding and they're cussing and they're freaking out and they're doing all this other stuff and they're wrong, in that expression mm-hmm. of anger. And you're absolutely right. You're absolutely right in, in making that assessment. I think it's just as wrong and just as sinful and just as wicked to downplay, even suppress that anger, ignore yeah. it, or to not be angry at things that you ought to be angry at. Right. Like, right. Yeah. True injustice that, yeah. that's going on. If you can't recognize, if, if you become so... Um, people pleasing in your mindset you know you've been you've become such a nice guy that you are not willing to take a stand on something that is truly unjust something that is uh sinful then then something's wrong there there's a deficiency in your you ought to be angry where god is angry right well a a good sort of cultural touchstone Right, something that happened recently, and I'm I'm not trying to trivialize this, but look at the death of George Floyd. Mm. Now there was a lot of wrong responses, but I think nobody looked at that situation in a neutral way. There was mm. nobody looking at that that video of the cop with his knee on the back of his neck for nine minutes or however long it was. It was like eight or nine minutes. You know, it was something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, and there was nobody saying like, huh, everybody was like, you know, there was some sort of like moral response yeah. from everyone. Now, the expressions of that response 
that's like yeah. the rioting, the looting, the just the even some even some I'd say to a certain extent some of the protesting. Um, and I, I'm not trying to go down too like far rabbit hole, but like some of those expressions were sinful and wrong, and I think in in another way it's it's an it, I think we did see some just expressions of anger mm-hmm. and sorrow. Yeah. I think this topic in general, and again, you know, we're all sort of familiar with like the rage quitting and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. like, I think right now, just in, in, in the, the when you look at the general sort of like tone and tenor of just culture, just within the gaming culture, like here's here's the thing, and we played that little clip in the beginning, like mm-hmm. why you why you have to be mad? This is just a game, uh-huh. like, and and it's like I I love that, but like. In talking about video games, like you cannot help but sort of get into the idea of recreation and what is recreation. And recreation is meant to restore us and refresh us and should be Mm -hmm. enjoyable. It it, and so like one of the things that video games should like it's in the name. It's a video game. It's like and it's not to say that like you know it's not to say that like there aren't ways that. You know, you look at like Sekiro and Dark Souls and Doom and like those more technical, more intense sort of experiences. And yes, I think they 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 can to a certain extent. Like in the in the like one of the reasons I haven't picked any of that that up really this year so far is because I'm exhausted, and I know that like picking that up would just sort of like that be an extra that, that would just wear me out. Like it would just mm-hmm. be like one of those things where I'm like, I just it would stress me out. It would sort of like I'm not in a in a space where I can sort of deal with that. But and so like, but the but the point of video games is to be sort of recreational, restorative. They're supposed to be fun. They're supposed mm-hmm. to be like an enjoyable sort of thing. And in a lot of ways, there were a lot of people who sort of like early on in sort of like the the sort of on on the upswing and the rise of of geek culture. Like who would point to sort of like the the unifying sort of enjoyment? Like it's like we all love video games, yeah. And now it's like you don't think that you know whatever, you know. And, and even there, my, my sort of like me making them whiny and is like not super helpful. But like, okay, <laughs> let's let's talk for a minute. Let's look. So this Avengers game is coming out. It's coming mm-hmm. out on multiple platforms and Sony managed to secure some sort of deal to get Spider-Man as an exclusive character. And the way that people are reacting in, in some cases, not in every case, you know, I don't, but like some of these people are acting like Sony is, you, you know, the beast of Babylon itself, mm-hmm. like <laughs> rising out of the ocean, aligning with sort of like the, the antichrist. And I'm like, dude, like, and just like some of the arguments, like some of the, the faux outrage. And I'm like, this is like, this, this stuff is problematic. Like, like mm-hmm. within our community as sort of like, you know, gamers, and I'm throwing out air quotes and you know, that nobody sees except for you. <laughs> um, but I, I think what we're seeing in any way is sort of the emptiness of drinking at these, these wells. But yeah. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and that, so you brought up a few different points there is like getting angry at a video game, but also kind of at the culture 
in general, the culture surrounding video, the video game culture, you know, the, the, and the community and the things that happen within the, the video game sphere. If you've got your, you know, uh, ear to the grindstone, is that the right term? I don't know. You got your ear to the ground I've, in terms of what's ear to the up next. ear to the ground, nose to the grindstone. There you go. Yeah, two different things. Sorry, that <laughs> I I just smashed into one. Um, so those are two different two different things that we could that I think would bring up separate conversations here. So so the first one actually, and this was one of the questions that I had is is it appropriate? So if we if we understand what anger is. And that it's not necessary. It's not a it, anger itself is neutral, um, but it it can be deficient. It can be uh, overly aggressive. Um, it can lead to sin because, like you said, the scripture says, "In your anger, not to sin." So the scripture mm-hmm. doesn't even necessarily say, "Don't get angry." but it says don't sin in your anger. So so I think what's implied there is that it is very easy to sin because you're angry. So uh, this uh, this question that I had is, is it appropriate when we're playing video games? Because like the clip we said, it's just a game. Why you have to be mad, right? <laughs> I mean, and I agree with you. I agree with you that video games are for recreation, but I think the medium itself has also evolved a little bit to where we don't just play video games for fun. I think by and large, yes, that most of the time it is for fun. But I think of also narrative experiences. We played uh, Silent Hill 2 last year. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that that is a very fun game. There are elements no. in which, you know, the puzzles and things like that. But but the parts that that stood out the most to me were the story that it was telling and the way that it used the medium of interactive uh, video games in order to to show you uh, these these different yeah. depictions of, I mean, frankly, of abuse and and uh, psychological horror. So th- while I agree with you, by and large, video games are for fun and for recreation in some form. Entertainment might even be a better word, um, even if you don't necessarily feel comfortable saying Silent Hill 2 is entertaining. I think there's an element there. Th- the same way in which a, a book, like a really deep, heavy story is entertaining, um, where, you're, where you're searching for mm. something in that that it tells you about the human condition or something that you can learn. Um, so anyways, I don't mean to get too far into semantics, but my question is, is it appropriate, uh, is anger an appropriate response when playing games? So, so specifically talking about when actually playing, when actually interacting, because I think what you were saying, um, I agree with by and large, that if you're playing video games for recreation and to have fun, it's kind of counterintuitive. Um, to get angry about it. <laughs> but I think let's take this a little bit deeper, that when you do experience that anger, wh- where is it coming from? What is that actually saying? So if anger is a response to some sort of injustice, right, of, of seeing something that's wrong that ought not to be, where do you think that comes from when we experience that in video games? So- well, 
and I think too, we need to like sometimes that that injustice is a perceived injustice, right? So we right. do need to throw like that caveat on. But okay, like let's look at like the ones that are just like the the Soulsborne games. Yes, like it's okay. an easy sort of like thing that we can sort of dip into. Mm-hmm. So that those the gameplay is super technical. It and it demands a lot from the people. Like mm-hmm. so, here's here's what I would say. I think as like part of just part of that experience, like it is intentionally mm-hmm. difficult and it's, it's going right. to sort of frustrate people. And it's there, there are one of two ways that you can sort of, and I'm holding up fingers now, you know, <laughs> um, two. but there are two ways that we can sort of respond. And one is to sort of like do the rage quit thing. And the other is sort of, in a in a way, I think that the Soulsborne games, looking at those and in the proper context, can actually be used to sort of teach us how to navigate anger well, mm-hmm. and actually be a healthy sort of training ground for you know resolving conflict and learning and adapting. Because like the reality, like if if you're playing like like uh, Bloodborne. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's the one that I'm most familiar with. That's the only one that I've beaten out of like the actual souls born proper games. Mm-hmm. I can get angry at like just like how the stupid spider thing or how how some stupid boss killed me for like the eighth time mm-hmm. and how I lost a bunch of souls. Or and I can get back in the game. I can, you know, apply what I have learned. Mm-hmm and adjust my course like mm-hmm. and, and correct and so it gives you a so and, and actually sort of like it can give you a bit of a threshold where like you can sort of like learn to expand maybe the your your ability to sort of wait things out and endure yeah um it, it can sort of like cultivate to a a very i think minor extent but maybe mm-hmm. cultivate some patience Yes. And instill some patience and some some grit, some resolve, some fortitude as well. Well, and um, I'd say, frankly, that is what, by and large, why uh, Dark Souls has had such an impact in the gaming industry is because at a time where games were holding your hand, this was one that that refused to do so and actually expected you to get better in order to progress and actually expect to like, good, yes, you are, you are going to die. That is a part of the process. So yeah. I think it, it taught you that even if it didn't necessarily tackle anger, it certainly taught you that setbacks were a part of this game and it requires you uh, to take your hits in order to continue on. So mm-hmm. uh, I mean, yeah, I, th- I think that's, that's actually inherent in why the games at least started to do so well and and the long tail that they've had the legacy that they have created has been um for that type of gameplay as well um so i think i think we're we're kind of hitting something here um because i'm asking if it's appropriate that we get angry while we play a video game i think if we look at anger as something that is an indication of uh, of something wrong. Like you said, it, it can totally just be perceived. Okay. So I just want to ask, what do you think it is 
So when I get when I get angry, okay. So I'm gonna get in my own head here. When I'm playing a video game and I get angry, what am I angry at? Okay. Often, I think um, coming from an immature standpoint, I think the first things that we tend to blame are, oh, this game isn't fair. You know, this game's cheating. Uh, it threw me at that and I, or it threw this loop at me and I, I couldn't have foreseen that. And so I'm upset. I'm frustrated. I'm angry that, uh, that I, I didn't make progress, that I died, that I lost. And we can tend to blame it on the game itself. Uh, but what were but you going to say? I think, well, I was just going to say, I think the honest thing there is like, the reality is like, I'm angry, like in those situations, I'm angry because I'm not good enough, because I'm right. not sufficient, because mm-hmm. I'm not capable. Yeah. And 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 frankly, that's okay. Like yeah. it is it is <laughs> yeah. it is okay to be frustrated with my limited ability. Mm-hmm. And and I think in some ways that's something that we would all be benefit from like grappling with and coming through now it's not i think i said i I would say like i think it's not okay to dwell in that Mm -hmm. and to sort of like soak in that um because i think the thing is anger can very quickly turn into like i mean we're we're told not to basically not to let the sun go down on your anger Mm -hmm. and and what that is is sort of like you know put put your anger to bed like like it it has its moment but if you sort of persist in that and you hold on to that and you sort of soak yourself in that in, in bitterness and frustration it works on you mm-hmm. and it and it and it poisons you towards you know the people or the persons i would say like in in a way it can be beneficial and it can be good when you do the right things and again it, it, coming back to that sort of like when you learn the right lessons from this and you yeah. you sort of like you execute on it well the problem as as far as like this stuff goes is really like the when that anger sort of spills out into the world around me like if i yell at yeah. my dog or if i'm mm-hmm. short with my wife because like i'm sucking at oh here's one for you hollow night like when i've died for like the bajillionth time in hollow night and megan asked me a question and i snap Mm -hmm. i'm wrong i'm wrong that is a wrongful application of of my anger Mm -hmm. and it's not and and it's like i'm not even frustrated with her like i am frustrated with her because she's pulling me away from the thing that i'm trying to beat and do but that is a wrong sort of application Mm -hmm. like it, you know, that is a wrong sort of outworking of that anger. Um, so anger is almost really the catalyst that just shows us our heart's condition. It's a mirror, right? It's a mirror for it, sure. It almost, you know, if, if we can recognize why it is that we're upset and recognize like, oh, like actually just acknowledge, yeah, I'm not very good. <laughs> you know, like I'm not. And then from there, because I, I think that's that's even the first step to what is it um i i think uh i think this is from adventure time that sucking at something is the first step in becoming okay at something uh like once you recognize like but that's a decision that you have to make right sometimes it's better just to turn it off right yeah for sure (laughs) sometimes you can just acknowledge you know what i'm not good at this game and i'm not willing to put in the time and effort 
to get better at this, this game is not for me, you know? Well, I think a lot of that though has to do with like putting, putting, and, and, and it's something that we've talked about. Video games are only really useful and, and, and truly beneficial when they're in their proper place. Yeah. When they are taking up to, like, I look at the way that some of the, some of the, like, and we'll, and we'll talk about this at some point in time, a little more in depth in the future, but sort of like the fanboy and fangirl reactions to sort of like the opposing camps, mm-hmm. like the Xbox, you know, versus Sony versus Nintendo sort of thing, like, or, well, Microsoft, you know, but like you have like the sort of different camps and they're all sort of like bickering and going back and forth. And a lot of that is like, it's sort of a, a misunderstanding of identity and what you what the individual has truly been called to, and so even even like looking at the game. But if I am super frustrated with sort of my lack of ability to perform in a game, yes, it might be a good thing for me to put that game aside, especially mm-hmm. if it's like it's just becoming a trigger. It's like yeah, I, great example. Megan and I don't really play Overcooked. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Because I get frustrated because I get super cranky mm-hmm. that, and I become like unpleasant. And yeah, some of that is I need to find a way to to kill some of that. I need to be able to yeah. put some of that down and say, no, this is just a game. We'll figure it out. Mm-hmm. And, and, and even looking at that, like the question that should be sort of like cropping up out of this is like, what in me is responding to this wrongly? And yeah. What can I learn from this, and yeah. and how how can I maybe self diagnose and self correct here? Mm-hmm. Well, and I think it's interesting to think about something like Overcooked in particular, or some sort of co op game, because because both of our wives aren't big gamers. Um, mm. It's it's funny that in the the reason that I would play a co op game with my wife is to get closer to her, right? To enjoy something together. And so mm-hmm. fundamentally, if you recognize that you're getting upset, that you're getting angry because of something that's happened, because, you know, either you're not playing it right or you're not able to communicate correctly <laughs> with Overcooked when you're playing it or something like that, it's actually becoming the opposite of what it what its intent was, right? If Samantha and I are sitting down to play a game together and it just gets us angry at each other, like the whole point was so that we could come together and enjoy something together. And now it's become something that like creates a wedge in between us. Yeah, yes, on the one hand, certainly take personal responsibility and work on that. But on the other hand, dude, you just gotta give that up. Like, Like don't, don't go back to playing that game until you can make it something where you're actually enjoying being together as opposed to, uh, you know, I wish I could just, you know, double myself so that, cause I can play this game better. You know what I mean? Like it actually yeah. becomes a wedge where the entire purpose and, and I, I'm thinking about overcooked in particular because I've heard other friends uh, describe it as the the what is it the divorce simulator or something like that you know like it's <laughs> well the, it's it's definitely a uh, it definitely sort of tests yes a lot of thing yes um, yeah and and so it, it it like it's fun in that way but if you're like banging your head up against certain levels like it can really you know cause people to get really angry and frustrated and 
you can direct that in in your immaturity and i am right there don't get me wrong i'm i'm saying i can like the first place i'll go to is like ah oh, she didn't do that right you know so mm-hmm. now we have to play this level over again and it's like bro <laughs> stop being a child <laughs> well and that's and that's sort of like it's a misplacement of identity yeah like in that moment Okay, so like just looking at myself in that moment, like and sort of like the, my my reaction to overcooked. Like I am better than this, and if she were just mm-hmm. like if she were just to get better and just do what I need her to do, mm-hmm. and I'm saying like man, like that is such a a sort of like a a warping yeah. of the, like my identity, not only in that relationship, but just like I'm sort of like like even among, like I'm putting all this pressure on myself, and I'm like. I should be able to do this. We should be able to do this. And it's like, well, what if we can? Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Like, and and right. that's where you need to be. <laughs> like, it's like, it's it's. Wh- why are you mad? Why why do you why why do you have to be mad? It's just it's a game. Only a game. <laughs> it's, it's a game. And and it's but it's just like and it is sort of like one of those things. Like you know, I I allude to the fact that like there was a bit of an incident tonight and. To to be honest, I'm not really sure what set it off, but like we, you know, there was something surrounding like I said something and I, like I said, I'm not 100% sure, but it, it it ended with us sort of exchanging some crosswords and we were able to come back and sort of like talk about, talk through some of that. Okay. But at the same time, it's like, it was over like, it was like, it was basically like I said, I said something. And it was received poorly because she was already sort of frustrated. She she was playing she was playing um, Fall Guys, mm-hmm. and she, she was sort of laughing and sort of she made a comment, and I said something, and it just it rubbed her the wrong way. Yeah, probably because yeah. I mean she she's married to me for seven years and change at this point in time, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. It's it's no secret to anybody who's listening that I can be a butthead. Um <laughs> just I can be I can be king butthead. I can be king of the buttheads. Sometimes um, my butt just creeps up to my head. I don't know what it, it is. It just it just finds its 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 way up there and giant giant like just give me the crown. I'm I'm <laughs> the king of the butthead people. Um that's weird that's a weird bitch. Yeah, they, they, yeah, it's a just a weird <laughs> bit right there. Um, but I did find out recently that sea urchins, their mouth and their butt is the same. So no, they're disgusting. Yeah, like, isn't that crazy? So maybe that's what it means by butthead. I don't know. Anyways, what were you saying? Are you uh, <laughs> saying I'm a sea urchin? Okay, it's uh, <laughs> interesting. Uh, interesting sort of like diversion there, um, but. Anyways, there's so many things in there that you can sort of like pick apart. And and I would just mm-hmm. say like, I think the biggest sort of tool or sort of if you are playing a game and you are being and it is making you angry and it is making you angry in a way that is not helpful. It is making you angry in a way that is affecting your relationships with the people around you. It is affecting sort of like even your sort of like inner self. Like if you keep throwing yourself at a game, like Dark Souls or whatever. Mm-hmm. And you just keep throwing yourself at it and you're throwing yourself at it and you throw, and all it's doing is making you mad. It is okay. And I would even say it is probably best for you to put that down for a time and say like, what are the deeper issues here? Yeah. That, like it, because it isn't just like get good. It is like mm-hmm. there, there, there is something 
a li- like yes it is frustrating but i'm talking about like like the wanting to like snap controllers in half kind of yeah. stuff yeah. like that like like if if it is becoming so destructive walk like and it is sort of like stirring that up and you walk away from it mm-hmm. take a break and it might just it might just be one of those things where like you said this isn't for you this isn't for me and it's yeah. okay that's okay right right yeah i i do think i mean even as we were preparing for this episode obviously like i have my own experience with video games and with anger in general right so i i was just thinking about the way that i play games and what is it where does my anger tend to show up because i mean i enjoy somewhat difficult games you know that's not like i'm not saying i'm proficient at everything i'm really not that good at video games but i do enjoy difficult games because it feels so good when you finally conquer them um but that said like i need to have a a certain sense of self-awareness in where this can come up in my own life uh, because i really enjoy video games and so i know about myself that i can tend to be competitive like i will i will uh throw myself into like if I really want something or just with games in general I've always been this way board games um video games even a little bit of sports or things like that like I just I just jump into if I want to win like I jump into it I try and think up strategies I try you know I I just jump in a whole hog um and so where this can kind of rear its head in video games is like with with very difficult games i find i get the most angry if the game if i lose progress in a game right mm-hmm. um or if a game requires me to sink a lot of time into it in order to progress so yeah. uh, that first one losing progress um i th- i think here's what it, it it is i mean a lot of modern games kind of throw um, little rewards at you as you progress. Um, and so when you, when you meet a game and I think this actually plays more towards like old school games, like NES games and things like that, um, where if you die, if you, you know, if you get a game over, like you're done, you have to start over that kind of thing. Um, as I think about it, the thing that really makes me angry about that is I feel like I wasted my time. And so I am intentionally, like subconsciously, what I'm thinking is that if I did not beat this game or if I didn't get to this specific marker, if I didn't get to this specific level, well, then everything I've done up until that point has just been time wasted, which is kind of interesting because if I take a step back and think about it, um, there's a sense in which that's not true. I'm getting better, right? I'm practicing. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the way that we used to play video games, right? Is like you didn't expect to beat a game on your first try. <laughs> and so you wouldn't get angry the first time you died on the big boss. Like, no, because that's just a normal part of figuring out how to play these games. Um, but I think to a certain extent, modern games have kind of trained you that, yeah, you should be, able, maybe you'll die once or twice, but then you'll start right at the beginning of that boss or maybe halfway through when he's gone to a second form, um, just so that you always have this sense of progression. And so as I'm thinking about it, it's like the reason that I get so angry is that I assume that I am going to make progress. And so there's a mm. sense in there 
to where I just need to change my expectation for certain games. Right. And I think I, I actually employed this um, when playing well, when playing Tetris effect, when beating that last level is like, I'm going to spend half an hour playing this. I'm probably not going to beat it. And it was so much less frustrating when I knew when I didn't put that expectation on myself that I'm going to beat it this time. Um, and I could just practice for a little while. Uh, now I know this might just be my own personal like neuroses, but I know that is what makes me the most frustrated is when I feel like I'm not making progress. Um, and so that is what I recognize in myself and, and something that I need to correct when playing certain types of games is like, and, and, or even just accept, okay, if I'm going to play this game, like if I ever get around to, to buying and playing Sekiro, like I need to accept that it is going to take X amount of hours to beat it. Like regardless of what the playtime clock says, I'm going to, go up against bosses and I'm going to die and practice and I'm going to have to uh, take it one step at a time kind of a thing. So um, it, it, it's funny to me, a lot of the anger that I experience playing video game is really kind of rooted in my own expectations of what I'm, what I'm, yeah. you know, planning on getting out in this particular play session. And maybe part of that is due to the existential dread of the fact that I'm over 30 <laughs> And I have the all these games to be dread, <laughs> right? Um, but no, no. But um, in that case, like anger is actually kind of helpful. In that, if we think of it like a catalyst, it it's actually pointing to the fact that I'm frustrated because I don't feel like I used my time well. Well, I think part of that though is like, and and you 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 talked about it a little bit earlier, but is it's expectations. Mm-hmm. And you're expecting to sort of see some visible progress. Yeah. And But the, the reality is most of life, it's not visible mm, progress boom. until yeah. like you're significantly on. And it's like, you know, looking at, and, and again, like, you know, we, we've referenced this before and you and I were sort of, we were actually, you know, we, we talk about these things, but we were talking about this earlier. I started to pack on some weight again. And mm-hmm. it's, you know, and I've started to pack on some weight since, since COVID stuff because I'm eating like I still lift four times, three, four times a week. Mm-hmm. And I'm lifting like twice a week. And mm-hmm. so part of it is like, okay, well, I either need to just like scale back my caloric intake or I actually just need to start exercising way more than yeah. I am. And, but I think it's sort of too, like, even in looking at that, it's like, so you, I, you, you might have like a, a, an unfair or a unfair might not be the right word, but there's sort of this expectation or an, a, a not well-adjusted expectation unreasonable of what expectation. unreasonable that's, that's a good word for it. You, you have sort of these unreasonable expectations, like, you know, like, but, but if you, you you're like, okay, like you're not going to get a beach body in a month. Mm-hmm. You're not going to get a beach body. Well, maybe in three months you could sort of like be approaching. You'd have to go hard. Yeah. You'd have to go pretty crazy about it. But, you know, and I think, I, th- I think just in general, like wh- what we're so- sort of seeing is like, yeah, it, it is sort of an outworking and, and just sort of like as a, as a bit of commentary on just sort of like gamer culture is like, and just culture in general, like we're everybody's so used to like these little dopamine hits, the little mm-hmm. victories sort of being so much more meaningful 
And then when it's like, well, this isn't real life. Like you and I sort of talked uh, talked about like a podcast I listened to where the, the, these people were advocating and these were game developers advocating for socialism as a tool to sort of so that, you know, everybody could make the things that they want without pressure and everything else. And I'm sort of like, so, so much of that is rooted in, in poor expectations and sort of even, I think, a, really a failure to understand the process of iteration and structure and restraint. Like as, as believers, we can sort of like, we, we root ourselves in like these truths, but like we recognize that in a lot of ways, like when we physically discipline our body, that sort of runs parallel to like, almost like if we were to like spiritually discipline, it starts out in small, simple, like you start out light and you just, you take on more weight and you take on more weight and you take on more weight. And, and after, after time, like that's when like, you can like, you know, uh, Brandon Craig, uh, you know, uh, he on Facebook, he's one of the, uh, I think he was an admin over at the reform pub. He still might be. But he's he uh, he and I are friends, and he he mm-hmm. got into lifting like a year ago. Yeah, and he's he's just now one. He doesn't walk fifteen miles a day, so like, <laughs> but he can he can just like go all out, and like he's I mean he's gotten like like he looks fantastic, mm-hmm. and he's deadlifting like tremendous amounts of weight. He's benching like his bench is huge, like his squat is huge, and he's like, but. Like if you look at the picture from like a year ago to now, and it's just like, but he put in the work. Mm-hmm. He he, you know, and he made the necessary sacrifices to get there. And I think like what we're seeing is like culturally, we just have a bunch of people who don't want to make any sacrifices. They don't want to sort of really. They're not afraid of putting in the work, only as long as it's sort of convenient and it fulfills their expectations. And they make, you, you know, what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah. yeah, I'm not. And there's just like, we, we talked about like the whole like sacred art thing where like these people, like they're making arguments, like I deserve to be paid for mm-hmm. whatever I'm making. And it's kind of like, well, if, if nobody's buying what you're making, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe it is just everybody around you is just a talentless, like no clue hack who has no idea what you're doing. Or maybe nobody, like what you're making isn't desirable or good. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's not really worth it. Yeah, for sure. And I think as we discuss kind of anger, I think it's really helpful to think about it, again, as we talked about, as kind of this catalyst, right? It points to our feelings of injustice and being wronged. So I would encourage you, listener, um, that when you start to feel anger, especially in the realm of video games. But I think it's it's certainly, uh, as we've talked about, in these other realms as well, as we experience it every day on social media, <laughs> all kinds of outrage. Um, I think you should question, okay, what is this pointing at? What is the injustice? What is the perceived injustice that this is that this anger stems from? What is it pointing towards? And what is also the expectation behind it? Um, so in the case of a video game, like, okay, why am I so upset that my squad just got wrecked? <laughs> um, you know, like, like, what is it that I was expect? Well, I was expecting to easily overcome everyone else. Why? Well, because, you know, I've played this game for 1200 hours. And so like, did you really expect, is it reasonable to expect that you would never face a challenge? You know, or are they legitimately cheating? That that may actually be happening. But I'm saying 
um, I think it's I think it's immature to immediately go there. I think it's the better route is to actually ask these questions and like, why am I experiencing this? Because if we talk about this in in this sense of expectation, right? It could be a simple change of expectation in order to let go of that anger. Or in some cases, you need to be the bigger man and just say and just set the game down. Yeah, say this is just not for me right now where I'm at, you know, we've been pretty, um, Nate, you particularly have been very open about the fact like, Hey, I just don't want to play anything heavy right now. You know, recognizing when these types of games are just, Nope, it's not, maybe it's just not right for you ever. Okay. We've talked about some of those games Mm -hmm. as well. I'm not big on MMOs for that reason. I don't want to dump a ton of time into one particular game when I have a huge backlog of games that I need to get around to. Uh, saying that after playing Persona 5 this year. Um, But but also, (laughs) yeah, I'm a walking ball of contradictions here. Um, But also, uh, there are some games that, yeah, you may actually really be enjoying it, but it's not healthy for you to stay angry (laughs) after a prolonged period after a play session you know like if this really is your recreational time and it's just getting you more upset and you're lashing out at other people like dude you need to work on yourself like you need to recognize where that's coming from and frankly if you're a christian you need to repent i was just thinking about sort of the idea that like if you find yourself being angry because your time with the game is sort of being interrupted Mm-hmm. Well, there, there's a very unhealthy way to sort of escape into games. And this mm-hmm. is just like, I want to be careful because I'm not sure that this is really like a, a maxim per mm-hmm. se. But like, if you are getting frustrated because you're not able to spend the time that you want with a game, that is very much an entitlement issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and and frankly, you know, sometimes I think like that that needs to be addressed. Like, like a lot of, I, I would say the anger in gaming that we're seeing now is, is rooted in sort of an entitlement of sorts. Okay. Like, yeah. like I think I deserve to, to win whatever, mm-hmm. or I think I deserve to get past the first stage, or I think I deserve to do whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, and again, it is that sort of the expectations and, and realizing your expectations and so yeah. like adjusting recognizing that your expectations maybe aren't in sort of like in sync with, with reality and adjusting them so that, and again, some of it is like, maybe you just need to get, get better. Or Mm -hmm. maybe it's just like, I, I mean, like I, I know there are some dudes that I know who won't play war games. They won't play like modern warfare two. They love those games. They'd love to be able to play them, but but it stirs up something in them that they're like, this is not good. Like these, these are men who are, I think maybe I would use the word pugnacious at times. They're a little confrontational and just sort of their orientation. And so, well, okay. So, and there's wisdom in that. Yeah, there's wisdom in that. Yeah. Like, I and and I think I th- I think it's one of those things where, again, it's just this this medium, this hobby needs to be put firmly in its place so that it mm-hmm. is actually the most as, as useful as it possibly could be. Versus this, it, video games are a great hobby can can be good for de-stressing for doing a lot of different things, but they are a terrible god. 
They're an absolutely (laughs) awful god. Yeah. Yep. And that's why you feel so empty after beating a hundred hour long game. Uh, Because you can't go back to it. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, But before we go ahead and end our discussion here, because I do think this brings up a lot of really cool points. Hopefully you guys have some more thoughts on it as well. Um, One of our brochachos had some thoughts, so I threw it out kind of in our Discord, uh, our special brochacho Discord, and we had our friend of the show, the Henshin Dad himself, Wesley Ray, said, um, it's not really an issue I've dealt with in my life. I rarely get mad about games, and if I do, I probably just quit and move on. Um, some other people he knew had anger issues growing up and gaming was a big trigger for them. So he realized early on that getting upset when playing them is not worth the effort. Uh, I'm yeah. reading this from him. Uh, interestingly enough, this lackadaisical attitude upsets quite a few people. I've been told I'm not taking things seriously enough. So some people stopped playing with me in high school and college. I always thought that was weird, but I guess it's also similar to how my dad would get upset when I wasn't super aggressive in sports. And so Hmm. I think, I think it all, um, I think that kind of goes to the fact of how it kind of plays together in different areas as well. Um, you know, not to beat a dead horse here, but I do think, uh, if we think about anger as a catalyst, as, as a point, uh, or something that is pointing towards something else, right. The injustice that we feel, um, or, or the expectations that we have, I think thinking about it in that sense um, helps us to recognize it, not just when playing video games, but in other things as well. Um, and I think competition is healthy, right? Mm -hmm. There's, there's nothing wrong with competition, but we can, like you have talked about Nate a lot this evening, we can throw our identity into that, into whether we win or lose. And so, um, on the one hand, again, it can be healthy to push us forward. Um, but on the other hand, uh, I think it's it's also healthy that Wes was learning from others' mistakes, right? You know, he could see from other people getting angry that he was uh, able to recognize it's only a game. Why you have to be so mad? Why you have to be so mad? It's only a game. <laughs> uh, and I think, I mean, yeah, just sort of in a closing sort of thought. I think one of the biggest thing is like, if you find yourself being mad at a game, like or being getting mad while you're playing like it it would be helpful to just stop and like Mm -hmm. think through think through that ask ask the question like why am i angry am i angry because i am expecting like and i i think there's something there's something in this where just like uh, you know even sort of the conversation that we had in talking about sort of like some of the the outraging gamer culture right now and just like and and again it's not to say that like you know everybody's like muttering curses or anything but it, there is sort of like you know the the tension and again i'll just i'll point to like this sort of some of the outrage that i saw over this sort of uh the avengers this avengers game like one mm-hmm. the game doesn't really look all that great <laughs> personally i'm looking at the game i'm saying like hey, this just looks kind of like okay maybe yeah ish yeah. but like the the other part is like I, I think, and it comes back to the whole, like, keep this in its proper place. Video games are a luxury item. They are a luxury sort of activity. Th- these these are not a necessity. This isn't food. And it's, like, I'm not saying that they're not good or not helpful or not beneficial. Like, w- when do we get, like, that's like getting mad about, like, the fact that, like, maybe your car isn't the color paint that you wanted exactly. 
when mm-hmm. you know the the reality is you have a car and it works mm-hmm. and it's it's like no that's that's a terrible metaphor that's a terrible analogy because cars Here, are actually here's a metaphor for you like, right it's it requires they're they're good here's, yeah here's, they're useful beneficial here's one for you it's it's getting upset about the fact that a movie that you own is getting a special edition release with some extra scenes. Yeah. It's yeah. That? It's just like, it's a, sort of like no one is sitting you down at gunpoint and saying like, you have to play this and then like mm-hmm. making you sort of like play an inferior version. It's like so much of this is just like inconsequential. Mm-hmm. Like I, I don't understand. I, I guess uh, the the most important thing is like when you find yourself getting angry and and sort of like in, in in playing a game or even sort of in engaging sort of game culture ask those mm-hmm. questions and say like you know like ask like see am i putting my identity in things that it shouldn't frankly shouldn't be put in like am i mm-hmm. sort of like basing my worth and my value over like am i am i good at this game or am i not or whatever uh, you know and or like am i basing my worth on like well i'm a sony you know fanboy and as long as we have all the best exclusives and the most what the most elite hardware and all this other stuff like that just makes me inherently better i don't know there's so many questions here that i think like are just good tools like ask what you're mm-hmm. really angry about and then see like you know ask like where like what you need to correct or what you actually need to do yeah yeah, man. Good stuff. Great thoughts. It's getting late. It is getting late. Yes. And and so I think we're just about done giving our thoughts. If you guys have thoughts, we'd love to hear them. There's tons of ways that you can shoot them our way. You can email us at the backlog breakdown at gmail.com. Uh, join our group on Facebook. It's the hashtag backlog book club and we can discuss stuff there. Uh, or you can tweet at us on Twitter. Our handle is at BB downcast. We do have a discord server. Uh, there's a link for that. I can throw it in the description or just reach out to us. Uh, and you can reach out to us in a number of different ways personally if you want to on GG, PSN, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all that fun stuff. I generally go by Broccolope, spelled B R O C C O L O P E. And Nate goes by Nate underscore McEver. Boom. Don't be mad that uh, I, I got you, that sweet branding. Don't don't be mad. Don't do it. Don't do it, bro. Um if you enjoyed what you hear which I hope you did, but if, if you didn't, let us know why not. Um, yeah, if you did, sure. we would love it if you rated and reviewed the podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Um, hopefully you're subscribed. Tell your friends about us. Share the love. You know, if you know someone who's destroyed controller after controller, flat screen TV after flat screen TV, keyboard after keyboard, maybe that dude needs to to listen. Share it with him. Uh because you know we'd like to get into more ear holes if we can. Well, that fun. and have him give me his 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 information and access to his bank accounts. Because <laughs> if he can constantly replace all the stuff that he's breaking, like That's multiple true. TVs, I want in on that action. Like, <laughs> let's do this, man. Now I'm getting a little angry. That's not me. <laughs> it's like it's like I, I want that stuff. Like I want I want multiple TVs. Come on. Um, and if you do like what we do and you want to support us financially, we do also have a Patreon. Uh, you can hit us up there. You know, Think of it like a tip jar. If you want to, it's there for you. 
Um, before we go, did just want to let you know, coming up on the horizon, you know, it's August, so we still have a couple months, yeah. but we do have Bioshocktober coming up. So in October, we're going to be diving into Bioshock. It's my first full playthrough. I've played about half the game before, um, but I've always fell, fallen off the wagon for one reason or another. So I'm stoked to jump into that. Um, but that's that's the only thing that we have coming up this year. You know, COVID's been kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, but Bioshocktober, put it on your calendar. We'd love to play it with you. We'd love your thoughts because uh, we've we're going to have lots of thoughts on it. We're going to have lots of words on it too because we are really bad at brevity for sure for sure for sure for sure anyways all that being said josh uh we have done the things that we came to do we have yeah. uh <clears throat> excuse me i'm getting a little little worn out worn down uh getting a little retired um <laughs> but we've we've plugged our friends content and we we would like mm-hmm. to say like just take a minute to say like we are proud members of the Playwell network. Yes. Go get you some go go get pwned, scrubs. Get pwned. Get pwned. Don't get angry about it. Just get pwned. Yeah, don't get angry, get pwned. But uh anyways, we have done the things that we came we well for the most part and you know whether we did them well it might be mm-hmm. arguable. Uh, there might there might be a case, but we have mm-hmm. done the things we came here to do. What should they do, Josh? You guys keep beating down those backlogs. We'll keep breaking down the benefits. You yeah, you. Yeah. And the final word goes to only. It's only game. Why you have to be mad? church services a little bit of like let's 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 do a little bit of like hot takes um okay here we go hot takes and hot cakes um <laughs> no that's that's a terrible and that, that was stupid i shouldn't have said that I don't know. um is that like a, a breakfast where people are just pissed it's off? a it's a breakfast I'm where just people kidding. just have bold opinions <laughs> and just don't care what you think um <laughs> but uh anyways John MacArthur and uh, Grace Community or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. Thoughts. Just, I would be interested to hear yours. Um, in general, mm-hmm. I applaud what he's doing. I think, um, especially in California, that it's government overreach. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's pretty cool that he's just like, um, no, we're going to meet. Um, so, yeah, in general, I support it. Um, not really sure what else to say. I think it sucks that it seems like he's getting more pushback, even like governmentally now. Mm. Uh, it sounds like he's being taken, like they're they yeah they're pushing, and I get it because it's a big church. Like I get why they would, why the government would feel threatened. Like oh, we can't have this happening. Like we're gonna have to make an example out of them. I get from a political standpoint, we can't just let this go. Then anyone's gonna do what they want. Um, but no, like I, no, I, I, I think it's pretty cool that he had the guts to stand up 
That's my two no, cents. No, I, what, I mean, your, I would agree. Uh, for the most part, um, I, actually, the PresbyCast tweeted something, and Jared, uh, my pastor, sort of threw this at me. PresbyCast? The PresbyCast, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's, that's Presbyterians huh. being awesome. Hmm. Uh, they tweeted something out and I, and I thought this was, uh, I thought this was a good and helpful sort of like thing to sort of like bounce my thoughts through. Um, yeah. California's worship restrictions are draconian and unconstitutional. So that's point number one. Number two, churches Mm -hmm. ought to meet for public worship. Okay. Uh, number three, GCC, Mm -hmm. uh, MacArthur could have been less provocative and more reasonable, which I'm like looking at it. I'm like, eh. Yeah, yeah, because mm-hmm. uh, you know MacArthur, like God bless the man, but he's not exactly he he is a bit of a provocateur. Like he likes to sort of like yeah. swing big, and and I can sort of yeah. there's sometimes where I appreciate that, and sometimes where I'm like yeah, not so much. So I think and then yeah. um and I think this and this and I like this one too, but it says we can still appreciate GCC and uh, MacArthur without extolling the one service mega church model. And I'm like, yes, okay. because I think yeah. like one of the biggest criticisms and not to like, to throw too much shade at MacArthur aside from like, you know, I would differ strongly. And and he was buddies with Sproul. Who's like sort of a personal hero of mine. And we've mentioned that before, mm-hmm. but MacArthur's eschatology is, is goofy in my opinion. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, as a general rule, I think, and 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 I'm not I'm trying to not be disrespectful, but I think as a general rule, one of my biggest problems with Baptists as a rule, okay, and like, mm-hmm. and this does not mean that I don't I understand some of the position, but I think based on just the congregational sort of model of rule that Baptists sort of adhere to, there's deeply entrenched problems with understanding authority rightly. Okay. And it's just mm-hmm. like, like that's the nicest way. It's like y'all are dumb, mm-hmm. and you don't understand <laughs> how how authority works. You know, uh, it, mm-hmm. no, and that's not that's not respect my authority. That's not really what I mean. I just like I think like there's some like the congregational model actually leaves a lot to be desired, and that's one of the reasons I'm Presbyterian is because I I love yeah. that model of polity and and I, I love the Presbytery. Um, and so, but the other thing, I think like, you know, one of the biggest criticisms that we can sort of level at John MacArthur is that his church is freaking huge. Like, yeah. it's huge. And <laughs> and I'm like, you know, and it, I'm not saying that, that, that there's a lot of good work that, you know, is done there. And I'm sure that like, there's a lot of stuff they have to do, but I do just, and I'm not saying like, I'm not saying that bigger churches are are a bad thing. But I'm like, man, like I, I I just think we're seeing some of the shortcomings of that like that huge church model sort of thing. I mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I, I but I yeah. thought it was I thought it was helpful just a little bit of like, hey, you know, MacArthur like I think overall I'm like, yeah, I'll stand with John MacArthur and I think like him looking at uh Governor Newsom and saying, "No, you are overstepping your constitutional boundaries." And you are, this is government overreach and you need to stop. On the same hand, like 
as someone who's like our church has a very has a fairly lax mask policy mm-hmm. like we we require people okay. to be masked to come into the church and be seated okay. once you can be yeah. seated if you can maintain social distance take the mask off i wear mine mm-hmm. while we're singing because you know that's like if i got the rona uh that's that's an easy way for me to anyway anyway not mm-hmm. but you know like we don't and even even that super lax policy has has taken a lot of like We've gotten a lot of negative feedback. Pushback. Yeah. And yeah, it's like some sure. of it is, is like super childish. Um, mm-hmm. mm, yeah, I, I would say that. And, and I feel like I, I want to be respectful there. But at the same time, like not all of it. There have been some like well thought out arguments, but there's also yeah. been just some yeah. sort of like like stuff where I'm going like, oh, oh, please. Um, mm-hmm. Anyway, anyways, but I just I just think like it's one of those things like where you see these pictures of MacArthur's church and you see how like the the bottom section they're just packed in. And I'm going like, yeah. Uh, hey guys. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Uh and there's like not a mask to be found anywhere and I'm like, it, it just sort of feels like that to me was a little like provocative, you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I completely agree with you Um, in that he is known for making very bold state. So it's funny you called this like hot takes with hotcakes um, because I, I feel like he can kind of throw out his hot takes as well. Mm-hmm. Like he will go, if, if this makes sense, um, I love John MacArthur dearly. Uh, I agree with you. There, there are some some things that I would definitely disagree with, but I think by and large, he is a very solid Bible teacher. Yeah, very solid absolutely pastor. From what absolutely. I absolutely. Um, so especially, and I mean, for as long as he has been in the ministry, without any kind of like scandal or anything like that, like yeah, I have the utmost respect for him Yo. for sure because that is a difficult position to be in. Um, but I think a lot of the times he will go too far in stating his point simply because um, there needs to be some sort of cultural pushback. So for instance, um, his, uh, his uh, what's it called? The Strange Fire yep. book and conference and all that. Um, while I agree with a lot of his, maybe not even necessarily conclusions, like I, he intentionally wrote that to the most fringe kind of charismatic circles um, yeah. but it was picked up in such a way that it was like, well, these critiques are so, um, you know, basically like painting everyone who's not a uh, cessationist as like, for lack of a better term, like wackos because they go so far, yeah. even if that's not necessarily what he was doing because he was specifically addressing the most radical he was, he was of that group. He was directly addressing like the, the, the hard Pentecostals. And mm-hmm. you know that, like, he was directly addressing that, like, but he also lumped in. Basically, there's there's no spectrum yeah. for him, and so it's like even right, if you're sort right. of like there was a so much super down. conservative, like, continuationist who's sort of like, well, potentially, you know, like right. even not yeah. even if you're like a continuationist, like, who's like, 
looking for signs and gifts and things, but just like one who's like, well, I just don't think like, okay. Like, and it's like, yeah. And he's like, Nope. You're like, you're in there with the loons who are like gibbering, like goons and handling well, snakes. Yeah. And- you come from the same place and this place is flawed and that's where I'm gonna, that's, you know what I'm, I'm trying to take it out at the knees kind of a thing Yeah, uh, to cripple the entire thing. So, um, yeah, this isn't the first time he's done something like like overstated his point for emphasis. And so I I mean, geez, that not to get into it, but go home, you know that oh like, my, yeah. that's the same deal where I think I agree with his point, but he overstated it to such a degree that like Well, there's just yeah, a, there's was, like a was, better I, way to say these things. Right. One yes, that doesn't yeah, just it, sort of like smack people in the face and say you're st- if you believe this you're stupid right. like mm-hmm. and and that's and that's part of the problem is that the the delivery mm-hmm. is just like like yeah i'm like listen one beth moore's like just looking at that that statement that he made about beth mm-hmm. like when they were like what would you say to beth moore blah blah blah, blah. he's like go home yeah and it's like yeah. one all of those men should be like, should have been like somebody. I, I'm kind of deeply disappointed that no one was like, hey, guys, like, even though we don't agree with her, like, does this feel like a little childish and petty and frankly, like, below us? Like, n- yeah, it, it was not worthy of the, the conversation they had, like at a conference. No, that sounds like something that you and I would oh, talk about. You like, and I might make a rem- record a podcast. Like we might make a remark you know? <laughs> like that and just be like, and then be like, <laughs> you know, like. Exactly. Yeah. It sounds like that's, that's kind of the conversation before they go out on stage. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not even, what I'm trying to say is like, I'm not offended that he said it. I just don't think it was the best. I don't think it was the wisest place to say something. You know, like in a play in a in a place where you're you are the speaker. You know, and you're like in front mm-hmm. of a bunch of people, especially because of the way that that was taken <laughs> and ran with in a bunch of different circles. So I oh. think it was. I think it was inappropriate for for the context. I think there is a context in which that could be said that was not as. Uh, you know, that is completely understandable. So I, I guess what I'm saying is I'm trying to be charitable. Like, I understand why you would say something like that. I don't think it should have been said on stage. Well, and I think That's I think part of it, say. though, too, is just and, and it's like my sort of final thoughts on just MacArthur in general when it comes to it, sort of mm-hmm. like his hot takes. It's like when you look at him, like and it's not to say that he's a man just like any other. man, But he's he's a, mm-hmm. a fairly well-respected teacher within yeah. this sort of reformedish movements like even even mm-hmm. people who disagree with him sort of still have in a lot of ways a deep-seated appreciation for his you know his theological contributions um yeah and it's there's a, a part where it's like it's like one it's like you are like I, you you almost want to look at him and say like you are held to a higher accounting like mm-hmm. you because of your platform, because of your position as a pastor, as a leader in the church, as in a, a general way, like you are held to a higher standard. Yeah, and for sure. I, you know, and again, this isn't something like I mean, and, and you and I have even sort of like um, 
you know, and it's not to, it's maybe we'll save this, this conversation for another time, but even sort of like that, that comment and just the way it was framed and, and everything else sort of really, that was, I have, hmm, I, I, I have really struggled with a lot of the, the patriarchy stuff within the church. Mm-hmm. Like there are mm-hmm. things about it that I think are very good, but overall I think that there are a lot of very unhelpful frameworks that it introduces. And, and frankly, I, I really struggle with some of the, and anyways, it was just like, it was like sort of on that same note where it's just like, it's this very dismissive mm-hmm. sort of like, you're not wrong, but you're also kind of out of line. Like, and yeah. it's like this, the, the, the whole, his, his reaction to Newsom and sort of California's restrictions on worship and everything else. At the same time, I'm like, well, you're not wrong, but you're also kind of out of line. Like, you know, Jared has 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 preached some stuff on authority and church discipline and structure. Like, you know, he, we've been talking about these things mm-hmm. in, in the church. And part of it is he did sort of, he's been preaching through 1 Corinthians. And so, you know, you're going to talk about some of like authority and church discipline and structure and things like that, because that comes up in 1 Corinthians. But he also did yeah. sort of sidestep into, uh, you know, uh, was it Romans 13? And then there's some mm-hmm. passages in Second Peter where he pulled those out, and you know, and sort of even going back to this, and and I know we got others, but it's like there is such like a the American church's sort of response to any sort of authority is in many ways it's it's concerning because like in a lot of ways I believe mm-hmm. that the Amer- Americans uh, Christian American Christians living in America ought to be, and who are American citizens ought to be among the best citizens. And mm-hmm. what I find, especially in the reformed camps. Okay. Is that there's a lot of people who are like, you can't tell me what to do. Nobody can tell me what to do. This is an unjust authority. Blah, blah. And, and it's like, and I know that's like, that's like sort of like lampooning or like, that's the wild shot. And, I, and I'm not trying to be disrespectful because I think there are some very good um, positions in there. And I even hold to some of those positions. At the same time, it's like, you, you know, we talk about the sovereignty of God. And then in, his, in the very same scriptures that we look at, it's like, you know, where God says, like, I'm the one who appoints the kings and rulers over you. And we're like, no, we don't trust God's sovereignty there. Like, even when they're bad, like, even, you know, it's like, nope, nope. And I'm just kind of like, mm-hmm. ooh, like, there, there's something very, like, that, that that's an issue that I'm sort of wrestling with and, and working my way through and thinking. Yeah. Through. So I'm not trying to, like, say, like, hey, listen, like, you know, you just need to be sheeple and do whatever the government tells you to. But at the same time, like, you know, there, there are points where it's like, well, they have been set over you. So, and they're, they're not mm-hmm. killing us yet. So like, can we just like turn it down? <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't know. And, and like I said, those are, those are things that I'm thinking through and working through and anyways, but I just, I thought it was yeah. just interesting 
the stuff with uh, John MacArthur because as a general, I, I'm like, yeah, I applaud what he's doing. I also am mm-hmm. sort of like, eh, I think he could have done this a little bit better, but I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not in, you know, that's, that's just me sort of like being a bit of an armchair quarterback. Yeah. Yeah. There's, there's definitely that to it as well. As a man who's had like such a, uh, uh, strong voice in, you know, I guess just evangelicalism in general mm-hmm. <laughs> over the past. What didn't he celebrate fifty years in the pulpit? Something, Something like that, yeah. Am I remembering that? So, so yeah. Like I, I have the utmost respect for him. Um, even even though we don't agree on it, but I don't agree on everything with just about. I don't agree with myself sometimes because um, I'm wrong on some <laughs> things. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, so yeah, yeah. No, I I I highly respect him and. And I think, you know, we'll, we'll see how this plays out, but I do also respect his boldness in what he has to say, even if, yeah, I think he may be overstepping a bit in the way that he goes about it or, or how far he goes into it. Um, because yeah, there are other, um, there are other church models, we'll say, um, there are other possibilities around it, but then also you have to think like at what point you said, yes, the government is not killing us. And I, I completely, agree. like I said, our church hasn't yet opened up for Sunday services. Um, so, uh, obviously we, you know, have a different line there, but I think that's the question is like, where is the line? When do you start to say, no, I'm sorry. Your authority does not, uh, you do not have the authority to say that at this point. Yeah. Right. You know, like where is that? I think, I think, well, I was, I would say every church, but um, I'm also a Baptist. So, <laughs> so I guess no, the, but the Presbyterian church as a whole has to answer that question. But like, yeah. well, you know, congregationally led churches, what church? I I yeah. think, to, well, and it's, it's not to say that in some ways there are, there are parallels. Like very much mm-hmm. a lot of those decisions. It's not like the presbytery has come down and been like, churches much through this. Like it is left mm-hmm. to us to sort of okay. like figure out our policies and our approaches and everything. Um, but I, I, yeah, I just it's one of those things where I'm I'm just sort of like I'm looking at this. I'm like, oh well, this is an interesting development. And I mean, it's not really a surprise. Like, oh, yeah. it's not it's not a surprise that California's governor was like the first to be like, "Hey, you can't sing," and everybody's like, "Right, uh, try again." <laughs> yeah, right, right. Yeah. At what point is that? Is that um, what is that religious discrimination? You know, where does that over? So, so yeah. No, I mean I, that's that's where he's chosen to. That's the battle he has chosen to fight. Mm-hmm. Um, and and in some respects, like I appreciate mm-hmm. and respect his boldness. Yeah, for sure. for sure. 